Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Nearly 400 people have signed on to a petition asking the Delaware Secretary of the Department of Education to recommend to the school board in Smyrna they remove Superintendent Pat Williams from his position. Dr. Williams' online political rants have created divisiveness and mistrust amongst hundreds of people in Smyrna. On Tuesday, May 11, Smyrna voters will go to the polls to elect a new school board member. Dr. Charlie Wilson, who served in the Marines, is an associate dean at DSU, served as a board member and board president at a charter school, is running against Diane Eastburn, a special needs child advocate who is calling for the replacement of Superintendent Williams. Dr. Wilson has a Ph.D. in molecular biology from UD, and let's get him on the phone right now because I want to say hello. Also, having been a DSU Hornet in both wrestling and track and field, I don't think you want to wrestle or try to outrun him. (laughs) Good morning. Is that fair enough, sir? (laughs) Well, I I did the shot put discus and javelin, so uh, you could outrun me, maybe not outrun me. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you got the half Nelson on me, and I'm screaming for my mom. now, uh, first question, I want to thank you for being on. Should I refer to you as a doctor or Charlie? Charlie's fine. Thank okay. You. If elected, will you, too, call for the replacement of Superintendent Williams? Um, no, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, actually. I, I'm more concerned with um, getting in there, finding out what needs to be done, and seeing how I can contribute to making improvements at Smyrna. Um, the, I am aware of the issues with Superintendent Williams, uh, they have been addressed to some extent, but um, I don't know if replacing him is the um, most immediate concern. I think there's other issues that we need to address first. And also, um, it has to be a board decision. It's, it's easy from the outside to look in and there and say, this should be done or that should be done. But I think getting in there and seeing what's really happening at the school board, what happened with the Smyrna administration is first order of business, and listening to the community to find out what their needs may be. I understand. Um, I've gotten a lot of reactions, of course, when people are angry. They, they reach out to whoever will listen. I'm one of those people who mm-hmm. will listen to a lot of different people on a lot of different sides. And, uh, and then I hear uh, from Diane that she decided to run for this reason because a lot of people in the district feel like they're being marginalized by the, the superintendent. And, and I want to clear something up here as well. Um, were you asked to run for school board by either or Deb Judy, who is assistant secretary of the board and Smyrna assistant superintendent, and or uh, Vetra Evans Gunter, who is uh, vice president of the board? No, I'm. I'm. I know both of them. They're both uh, good friends of my wife. I I plan to run for the school board for a few years now, but I was waiting for my youngest son to graduate. He graduated in May of 2020, so I thought that was, you know, all my relationships at Smyrna would end with his graduation. But because of the pandemic, um, my wife, she lost her job at St. Polycarp Preschool, so now she's working as a parent in the district. My one son graduated from UD with her, uh, an honors in math and economics, but because of the pandemic, he couldn't find a job, so now he's working as a substitute at Smyrna going to grad school in the fall. And another son uh, was going to school in Massachusetts, but because of the pandemic, he's taking his courses at home this semester. So he's working as an intern in the uh, computer science, computer uh, technology department. So Mm -hmm. what I thought thought would be free 
uh, go at being a part of the district unencumbered by personal relationships has mm-hmm. turned to you know to be quite convoluted. But yeah, I, I plan on being uh, running for the board for a while. But I just thought I'd wait until the time was right. Okay. And the time being right had nothing to do with the fact that Diane Eastburn was uh, running uh, or or any of, uh, I guess, these rumors uh, that uh, perhaps uh, board members had asked you to run, please, because she was running. No, I, actually, I what, um, she had, I, I heard, heard of Diane, and uh, I knew her, her advocacy around uh, special needs. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's one candidate, it, it always, you know, kind of sends a red flag that there should be at least a choice. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I had always thought about running and because um, this is a good time for me, and personally, I decided to throw my, throw my name into the to the ring. Well, that's, that's fair enough. I, well, I appreciate the fact that, you know, it's a hard question, a tough one. You know, there's always an accusatory tone in any sort of question like that. And, and I appreciate it when someone comes out and says, no, absolutely, that's not part of it. And you also addressed something else, too, that's come up in this race as well. Uh, Diane has said that she's the only candidate who can say that she has no family member employed, using the word employed, uh, or working for the district. You came right out and said, look, yes, I have family members who are uh, working in the district, and here is why. And uh, and I think you you know you addressed that uh, fairly well. Um, to somebody who yeah. looks at that and still says, "Yeah, he did that," but uh, but gee, I'm really concerned about you know so many of these relationships. Um, let me expand on that as well, uh, because you also have other people uh, in the school boards who are uh, related to uh, school board and or secretaries at schools, things like that. There's a lot of people who are related. Who, mm-hmm. uh, who who are working on the school boards? They're working in the schools. Uh, the superintendent, I, I believe, uh, his wife is also what uh, secretary to school as well. Um, a lot of people feel like because of these relationships, there's sort of a a, a click or an insiderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you've addressed this actually in your very first statement. So um, expand on that and let us and let us know why you feel that uh, that's not something to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there is what uh, a concern for nepotism and favoritism uh, within the district, and you know, in a small community, um, we, we have a saying that you know, kind of Smyrna takes care of their own. And I think if someone is appointed to a position in which they're not qualified for, and solely because of their relationship, then that's a concern. If someone is uh, going to get education and, and schooling and a qualified position. Then I, I'm not as concerned. Of course, there has to be checks and balances as far as who, who reports to who. Uh, you want to make sure that direct reports aren't related and those kind of things. As far as uh, my my family, uh, they're all part time. No one gets benefits. No one's going to get a boost in anything if I become a board member. Um, being part timers, they you know I, I won't directly impact any salaries or conditions or benefits or anything like that. So for me, it's not a concern. Um, as far as the family members, and uh, but I do understand the concern for 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 the the entanglements or potential uh, potential entanglement. Yeah, that's my find within the Smyrna School District. Is that but, something but, that uh, but, that should be a, a topic of conversation towards maybe, um, in, in maybe introducing to some new rules or regulations from the school board level? Yes, I, I think even even like in the, uh, in my university. Um, HR is very um, aware of these things, and there's rules in place, like I said, to make sure that a husband, a wife, isn't reporting to a husband, or you know those kind of things. So 
I, I don't think there's a problem with related folks being in the district. I just, I just think there has to be care taken mm-hmm. that there is no, um, no, no appearance of impropriety or favoritism or exceptional rules, exceptions to the rules because of relationships. And, and those sessions can persist, but I think if we put some rules in place and, and careful and mindful about it, and go a long way to appeasing the uh, the concerns. Yeah, I imagine. Look, you you work in academia. Uh, you, you see a lot of the dicey stuff. People feel like they have to walk on eggshells about. Uh, you served in the Marines, so you understand uh, the the need for order and discipline and fairness, and mm-hmm. and all people being treated uh, fairly and equally. Have you also? Uh, received any uh, information or complaints from people saying that that they believe that there's been a lot of unfair treatment of some kids uh, and students even after uh, this decision in 2018 that uh, the Smyrna School Board had uh, indeed acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner in expelling one student. Have you heard, uh, like I have from other people, that that sort of uh, behavior seems to continue? I have heard. Excuse me. I have heard of those concerns. Um, uh, When I first decided to uh, run for the position, I put my email and phone number out to all the community so I could get feedback. Because I thought my first order of business was to listen to the constituents and find out what their concerns were. And that definitely was one of their concerns. Um, I've addressed it with some of the um, Smyrna administration and just questioned what's going on there. Um, you know, about ex- um, expulsions and uh, potential unfair treatment of students. And I was happy to see in the um, some latest uh, legislation, money is going towards advocacy for students. And I, I think there's, uh, you know, people are aware of the fact that there may be some issues. Now, of course, the, those issues were denied and uh, when I asked about them. But I think once I can get in there and see some of the details. Yeah, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, it's, it's case number N18A03-001ALR. I read a little bit about it and, mm-hmm. and saw that, and and I read that. It was, uh, you know, BOE being the appellant uh, versus this this child ED and the, and the Smyrna school board, and, and I, I, I did read that because I was getting emails from people, and I'm not going to mention any names yeah. uh, <laughs> of, uh, on either side, but uh, just, to, just to people know that uh, they feel like this is still continuing. And I know you want to look into these things and see if they are continuing. So since this is something that uh, is extremely distressing to a a number of people in Smyrna, what would you actually do? What would be your procedure? What would you do about these concerns and uh, the reports that we're getting from people who just, they don't want to be public. They're afraid. They they fear Mm -hmm. uh, that there would be retaliation. And and there are even teachers and and others who are afraid who say that they are afraid to speak up because they fear retaliation. You can't have that kind of uh, hostile work environment if indeed it does exist. So my question to you is, as a school board member, if you if you win the election, what do you do about that? Well, um, one, of, one of my main concerns is the morale. I, I too, get feedback from folks uh, fearful of retaliation, with anecdotal um, accounts of in, of things that's happened to them, and I think as a school board member, you have to get in there and get the facts, be, be open and transparent. Um, sometimes there is a tendency to be cliquish and circle the wagon mentality between the board and administration, but ultimately we're responsible to the people, uh-huh. 
And so I think that getting in there, going through fact-finding, being transparent and open and honest about what's happening, and then seeking remedies based on that investigation is, is, is a step to take. I think that uh, if we're, for, for my, in my case, I have no personal entanglements with <clears throat> any of the board members or administration. My wife is quite friendly with, with several of them in a small town, and that's understandable. But, but I don't, you know, I don't run with her crowd. She's seven years younger than me, and they're all younger than I am, and I'm relatively boring socially. But I don't have any personal entanglement that's going to prohibit me from getting in there and looking for the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, feel, I feel free and clear to do what needs to be done on behalf of the community. Getting back to, and this is the last time I want to ask you a question about the superintendent, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it has become a referendum, at least amongst hundreds of people in Smyrna, uh, that uh, the superintendent has gone too far with social media, uh, encouraging violence at the White House, things things like that. Uh, do you feel like the superintendent should make a, a public statement you know, you talk about transparency and and I remember when I was uh when I was first hearing about this and I was asking people send me information whatever you want to do and I had reached mm-hmm. out uh to the superintendent and his attorney said he advised him against uh not speaking with me I understand that's fair but and you talk about transparency so I'm wondering as as a new school board member um Charlie if if you win the election do you think it would be a good idea, and would you perhaps call for the superintendent to make a public statement, either by Zoom, uh, Facebook video, or in person or something, to explain his position, maybe apologize and say, look, I got caught up in the politics of this. I, I really don't want to create a, uh, uh, an environment of hostility and divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should make, and, would, and if so, would you encourage uh, in some way him to make such a public statement in the spirit of transparency and... Uh, fighting this divisiveness. Well, I believe he did make an apology at a board meeting. Uh, it's actually available online on YouTube. And um, so so he, I think he recognized that he let his passion for certain political issues uh, get the best of him, and he spoke he spoke inappropriately. So I think he has admitted that. Um, quite, you know, to be honest, Rick, I'm I'm more forward thinking. I think you take the lessons learned from the past and you just keep moving forward. Um, I don't know whether him apologizing again would be the move. I think just and you know, and to be honest, I think there's far too much sharing of ideology and uh, I know in face social media sometimes we think we're privately communicating with one other person, but of course it's public to everyone. Um, so I, I'm not sure if apology would be the, the step. I think what what we should do is set some rules and expectations around uh, behavior off off you know, school campus and and recognizing that in all situations we are representatives of a school district, um, no matter how private we think we are. So I think some rules around that for all administration uh, and board members, quite frankly, yeah. should be in place. Well, that's 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 a that's a good that's a good and interesting idea. Because and I asked the question because after that apology, he had gone on and and social media and and did it again. But if indeed you were to you were to uh, you know uh, work with uh, you know school district lawyers and create uh, a policy and such like that, um, I can't help but think. But there's a Supreme Court decision uh, that's being mulled over right now. In fact. Uh, Testimony was given yesterday of a a 14-year-old girl at the time who used social media off campus 
she was very frustrated because mm-hmm. she didn't get on the cheerleading team. You may have uh, read about that. Yeah, but there was nothing directed to any individual or anything like that, and they're deciding whether or not the Tinker decision applies to that. And with that in mind, uh, what sort of uh, what sort of policies would you put in place if, if indeed a school administrator or employee of the school goes on social media and, uh, again, says things that are uh, potentially... Uh, sounding violent or uh, certainly politically divisive, uh, things like that. And what, mm-hmm. what penalties might be uh, put in place in your mind? Well, I, I, first of all, I think we should definitely hold school administrators and uh, the grown-ups at, at a higher, to a higher standard. Um, there should be some type of um, stepwise um, penalty phase with increasing you know, severity, uh, you know, reprimands and... Um, Letters of reprimand and those kind of things, uh, suspensions, and ultimately termination if it becomes an issue where the person is so detrimental that they're hurting the image and the reputation of the district, and also making people feel so uncomfortable that uh, it interferes with the learning process. At the same time, however, we have to be re- realize that people have a right to express themselves to a certain extent. As long as it's not calling for violence or um, uh, something severe, I think we have to allow people to express themselves, but again, un- under the auspice of some type of rules or regulations or mm-hmm. expectation. You're right, right. So, so, you, know, so, so you actually address this, and if indeed the superintendent uh, or somebody else uh, calls for violence or raises their emoji hand for violence uh, again, that you would like to have something like that in place for if it happens uh, again. Is that right? Yes, you know, in our... Uh, in our uh, Society, where people sue and and things, is best to have policies in writing, have training around those policies to ensure everyone's aware and know the consequences. Yeah, and then you then you have a foot stand on so something occur in the in future. Uh, one last thing, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Charlie Wilson is running for school board in Smyrna. So, if you win the election, what are the first three things you want to accomplish? Oh. <laughs> Well it's, it's, well, it's hard to say because, like I said, you're on the outside looking in, you don't know what the immediate priorities are or the limitations to accomplishing those goals. But I think one of the things, first things is to improve the morale. The, the, um, this is such an insidious, um, uh, has such an insidious effect on the entire educational process. With the uh, teachers, the administration, everyone has to feel good about what they're doing, they have to feel good about the climate. And so uh, morale is one of my main things. Mm-hmm. Second one, second thing is to improve the communication around funding and where the money goes. We, we get these um, kind of um, opaque uh, financial reports where no one really knows. You might know what bucket is coming from, but you don't know exactly how the money is being spent. So I think that a, a, a um, user-friendly model for financial reporting to the community should be established. No, absolutely. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about object codes. If you go into the accounting of this, and I have with many school districts, mm-hmm. it's dull, but they have object codes which define certain expenditures, and they can be different from district to district to district, and then if they're actually just listed for the public as a code item, no one knows what the, what the heck it is. Exactly. And, and the la- and third thing would be uh, we have to improve our uh, performance metrics and reading, math, and any other um, metric that's um, related to statewide performance because uh, Smyrna is really known for being, for their athletic prowess. And I think that our, our academic prowess needs to um, mirror 
you know, if you want to be an excellent school district, you have to be excellent in everything. Yeah. I think there's room for improvement in academic performance. So that's one of my my first first looks as well. Well, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I, I've been told, as people study this, and uh, I reached out to a couple of people I know, that Smyrna has the highest expulsion rate in Delaware for like four years in a row, 2014 to 2019. And it's not such a big district that it really, really should. And you talk about money. Smyrna's getting like $12 million from the CARES Act, plus the referendum, property tax reassessments as well. Do you believe that there should be no more referendums uh, uh, since they're getting 12 mil from the CARES Act and they have property tax reassessments coming? Well, I think the, the referendum from March was a good thing. Uh, and I think that CARES should be taken to use the money as, as, as uh, efficiently as possible. Um, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about referendums. I think that um, when the state, if, the, if you reassess property and it produces a windfall for the state, then that those extra money should find their way into the district. So I am, you know, the school districts are actually state agencies, and I think that states has to take take a, a better care of the districts so that the burden then fall on the on the community members and taxes. Yeah, I understand, so Charlie Wilson. I I really appreciate the time, sir. I know we have to get to news here, Doctor Charlie Wilson, running mm-hmm. for school board uh, in Smyrna, and you will be hearing from Diane Eastburn very very quickly. As a matter of fact, here, thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. I appreciate appreciate having me on. All right, sir. Uh, we'll be back with the news after this. Hang on. More with Rick Jensen is just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. 